Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Al, the blue shirt-wearing, beautiful bastion of capitalism. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. So uh, you guys have been... You, we missed F9 lunch. We missed you. We went to no. a wonderful Mexican restaurant. It was delicious. <laughs> I'm sorry you weren't there. Did you, did you guys cry? Were you tearful? Absolutely. Um, good, good. So I had a great meeting. I had a, a really great meeting down south. And one of the best parts was we honed in on floor plans, right? And did a good job. Did a good job on elevation. What kind of... So is it design development? You guys are hammering out more elements in you, the inside? You know which one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, Big yep. apartment building. Yep. Yep. And then we decided... And, and Jason actually really helped out on this too was... Man, we could get in three more units if we did studios. Seriously. Yep. That's but, kind of a dramatic change in my world. But you guys are there anyway, right? It is. And I was like, ah, maybe we shouldn't. And Jason's like, well, it's better to show it now than to show it later, right? <laughs> yeah, might as well just go through it, yeah. Might as well bite the bullet now. Yep. So presented the idea. They loved it. They showed us this. I think it's Bosch. Bosch, you know, their appliances. Mm-hmm. If you go to Bosch right now, I have a Bosch uh, dishwasher. So there. How do you like it? Get on my level. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I like it. Get on my level. It's stainless steel, inside and out. It's phenomenal. Um, so best you, dishwasher I've ever had. You should look it up too because I'm pretty sure it's just their U.S. homepage. Uh, I'll have to find it. Well, why? Why? Uh, are we, why are we bringing up Bosch though? Just care. Oh, Bosch appliances. So I went to B O S C H dash home forward slash slash us i can never say slash i know um so but you're bringing it up but why why are we bringing up uh, this is it well i'll have to find the link and put it in the show notes they have this excellent line that's perfectly set up for studios because it, oh seriously like a studio package that's because it does the kitchen and it does um it does the washer and dryer mm-hmm. so pause this for a second and i'll get the answer for you and we're back, but you guys didn't know, even though we left hardly. Yeah. So how good is that? Look? Well, hold on. Let me tell everybody where we're at. So uh, we went to uh, bosch-home-com. Dot-com. Uh, dot Dot-com. Dash. Another one. And then, and then, and then uh, you can go to, you're looking for um, small space appliances. Uh, so if you go to that, if you check that out uh, on, their, on their website, What's really cool. So I scrolled down when I went to that, and then then there's a little there's a little uh, icon you can click, and it's called Small Spaces Big Potential. So I clicked on that, and then you're in Small Space Appliances, and, and the first image you see is, is it looks like it's it's exactly what Alex is describing. This little studio apartment, right? So on the left hand side of of the image is a a fridge, then the dishwasher, then the oven, but it's all in one line. And then there's even a double oven, like a baking oven. Oh no, it's no, cappuccino. It's, it's a cappuccino maker. Oh, oh, that is. That's a cappuccino maker. Wow. And then there's a stackable oven. But it is like how much? I would estimate. No, 50, stackable washer dryer. Stackable washer dryer. Sorry, about 15 feet mm-hmm. in length. Is I guess pretty close. Yep. Because because they're, they're designing it around it now, right? Is that what you're doing? Or this is the idea, huh? Well, well, this is the idea. I don't see the microwave, but I'm sure we could put an upper microwave in there and. We have the length. 
So we could even do like a double refrigerator and, and you basically have everything there. And this is what's blowing my mind. Man, I really love the look at that. <laughs> I, so that's a machine. If Corb was here, I'd be like, Corb, look at this. This is a machine for living. Yep. Um, and then what a lot of people are doing, and I fought it for a long time, is no island, just a big table. But um, d- a lot of places in Denver are doing it. I saw it no in island? Chicago. No island. They just put in a huge table or like a rolling island kind of thing. Um, and, and, and here's what you get is that this layout that you're looking at, Lance, mm-hmm. costs more. But it's actually almost better laid out. So instead of doing more cabins like an L and an island, you actually get this sweet layout for the same price. Um, because instead, like, you'd have to put the washer and dryer and a double do- in, a, in a door thing, and it, it just... It, we're really excited about this. Very cool. Yeah. So did, so did they go for it in the meeting that they're gonna, you guys are going to make? So, yeah, now we're going to do an option where we turn two units into three studios. Beautiful. And then do it times three levels. And see what see what happens, everybody, when you when you uh, hire talented employees and let them run with ideas and just facilitate uh, a fun environment where they can express themselves and, and their their concepts. Yeah, magic, magic design, happens. magic. Yeah. Speaking of magic, yeah, Bim Smith is magic. Bim Smith is magic. Do you want to know why they're magic? I do want to know. Educate me. Last week we read. Uh, you know, it was a read that Bim Smith does blogging about Revit tips, industry trends, and other stuff like that, right? <laughs> I've been looking, I was going to make a rotating family, and I tried one, and I wanted to make one really quick, but I, I messed it up. This was last week. This week, I'm going through my Twitter, and Bim Smith is magic because they said, here's a video on how to make rotating families. Uh, <laughs> and then I saw I, you tweet about that. Yeah. And and then I then I was like, oh, we just did a read that how how they you know do tips and stuff like that. So not only go try Bim Smith, follow Bim Smith on Twitter, Facebook, uh, whatever wherever you can find him, do it. So that's what I got. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll tell you what I got. I got some breaking news. Uh, Amazon is reconsidering their HQ2 deal. So I demand, Al, that you re-email Bezos, even though I'm sure he's getting all kinds of other emails for all kinds of other stuff that we're not even going to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> How many? That's so that guy, that guy, that guy's life right now, besides his divorce and this other crap that came out with the National Enquirer, now that now it, now the New York Post just put out uh, an article that said that they're reconsidering the HQ2 deal there because of the pressure they've gotten from the well, House of Representatives folks. Um, man, I can't even imagine. I, 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 I hope maybe maybe one of his interns will look at the you know email or something that you have sent. Oh, right. Will you please Denver. seriously? Let's re-email that. I think we should re-email the package. Maybe. Here's my question. I want it. I want that skyscraper. I know. How, uh, I'm almost, is he going to do another skyscraper? It seems like he broke HQ two into three pieces, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, is Denver that much friendlier? I want to say yes, but man, people are NIMBY, but I wonder if people are NIMBY everywhere. People are NIMBY everywhere. Yeah. Not in my backyard is what NIMBY means. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll see. Jeff is my friend. We're yep. buddies. We hang out. You went to the historical committee. Oh, do I have a story for you? I haven't even told you about this story, right? No. I don't even see you besides Fridays. <sighs> I know. And he especially he, Al was out of town on his birthday. Yep. Happy birthday to Al. We should have played. I need to talk about that. What? Because I told people I'd give him an update. 
You should, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You want to jump into that first? Yeah, I want to jump you into off. <laughs> Good. Cut, cutting cut off Al. Cutting off Al. <laughs> so I went to the uh, Insulated Concrete Forum conference in in Phoenix. V. V. Is it the seriously? Like, is it the biggest? Did they say like this is? Yeah. We got the most concrete people here in the world right now. No, Insulation it, wise, they didn't go on that angle. Um, it was actually small, probably like a hundred people. Which for insulated concrete form, how big is that industry? How many did you say? 100? 100, 110, something oh, like okay. that. It's not like Autodesk, you know, twelve thousand stuff like that. Al came back and he's like just sold on ICFs, which I, I've always been too. Mm. Well, I mean, con- oh, you know, let me finish constructability wise. Like, yes, Al was like, man, why yes. if we we like we could be doing the form work because for our buildings that we're building now, I'm not gonna lie, like those are men, those are men out yeah, there. We- <laughs> Lift in heavy forms. We're not even, doing e- that. even though they were um, aluminum and all that, but the ICFs uh. just it makes it look like Legos, and that was kind of your analogy with it. We could have laid out the formwork ICFs for the the footings. It it would have been fun. It would have been easy. So flying there on a Monday, went to Taliesin. I I wasn't too. I was naturally ordinarily excited about it, just because it's Frank Ledge right Taliesin West. But I've already been there in 2012. It was. It was so worth it to go a second time. Uh, you get that much more layers, that much more depth. It's a beautiful place because not only do, did we get the tour, we had a reception with food, and then we had a dinner, and they had this whole building that you couldn't go into last time, that, but now that you could go into because it's for corporate events, basically. And then it was as the sunset. So it was so beautiful out there as the sunset. I posted some pictures on pictures on Facebook. You got to be my friend. If you're not my friend, you don't get to see. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next day, the next day we did classes and those were interesting, but tell us the story about, here, here's one of the best parts that I hope, I hope he'll do it. Tell us the story about the uh, guy building, was it an apartment or something where he's talk, he tells the lady like, I don't know where that got those. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you, can you kind yeah, of yeah, tell yes, okay. Yep. Yep. So he's, so, so you're in one of these classes, right? Yep. It was basically four or five presentations in a row. And one was um, a person saying, hey, we will do a cost estimate for you, right? Give us your stuff. We'll do a cost estimate between, because they're trying to turn sticks into stones. So sticks into insulated concrete form. Insulated concrete form is basically um, an insulation on the outside, an insulation on uh, on the inside, concrete in the middle. Think about it as a uh, concrete masonry unit, but replace the concrete with insulation and then pour concrete in, in between it, right? And he basically showed that they were going to do this hotel and it was only going to be like a, like a $20,000 change, right? And it was for this huge hotel, you know, $14 million. And the next guy gets up and he owns hotels and builds hotels. <laughs> he seems like an expert to me. <laughs> yeah. He goes, the first thing I got to say is I don't know where the hell that guy got his numbers, <laughs> but he is off by a factor of 10, okay, 20. upgrade, $400,000 upgrade. He goes, but here's the difference. He goes, I own two hotels that are very similar in this same exact city. He goes, I just looked at the numbers yesterday. I saved $60,000 a year on energy bills because of this building. So I get my money back in eight years. So I took a leap. It worked out. So if you're a long-term building owner that can, you know, recoup those money, it makes sense for energy efficiency wise and it makes sense for sound wise the sound just think you're in a concrete building with insulation on both sides if you are in next to a highway next to an airport and you're a church or you're next to noisy neighbors 
or a, or a highway. It's basically people are doing it on the exterior and not on the interior because it doesn't make cost wise sense to do it on the interior. I would say go for it. So those classes were awesome. If you want to go, check them out. You know, get invited, get sponsored, go fly out. It's very cool. It's very efficient. Then we went on tours. And the first one was a church already built, so it was okay. But you know, what can you know from then? Uh, a half-built house, which was awesome to see, uh, and it, and I could see the details. I'm like, this is not that complicated. This is not that complicated because it's hard looking at drawings, and I look at drawings and draw drawings all the time, you know. And they have a million different details, and you don't know because all details are essentially equal, right? Because you have two pages of details, and they all take up the same size. But one of those details might be for 90% of the conditions. You know, and just looking at a sheet, you can't say, oh, that's 90% of the conditions. If I only knew that one detail, the rest of it is just like you could figure out or, you know, specialty case. Then after we saw the half-built house, we saw like a, we saw a hotel that was basically being built with that. And then you could see even more the guts of, of how it's being put together because it was in a different stage because let's say you have garages or huge openings in the house. It was already framed up and the concrete was already poured in there. So it was already good. And this one, there was no concrete form. So you could see how they use shims to, you know, you hold up those openings. It was just, it was great. Caught the plane, barely flew home. Saw my wife wanted to wake up my baby, but my wife kept stopping me. I was like, if I just shake him a little bit, he will wake up and I will be able to say hi to him. It's like 1130 at night. She's like, don't do that. Oh yeah. He's excited. I go, but I want to see him. This guy is, yeah, his ideas. He's got (sighs) ideas. That's for sure. I did not wake up my baby. Sadly. Smart. Cool. Home the next well, I'm day. jealous. I'm jealous only that you got to you got to go see Talias West because that is a cool place to go to for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's the best. It is the best. So you're sure. going to say something about something for uh, someone to interrupt. Oh, we don't see each other hardly. Uh, we don't talk because we're both busy people, busy men doing busy stuff. Uh, but sometimes we drive to work and Tuesdays and Thursdays and we talk. So uh, I went to last night. The I had to present to the local historical committee the local historical board right landmark board so we have every every city typically has this is there if they're a decent size city we live in is about a hundred thousand people so we have historical neighborhoods uh so where our where our office is currently located where we're leasing out of is in a historical like the building we're in is in is a historic it's on the national historical registry right and then the building next door is the same same landlord one day i showed up to work and the porch for the building next door was sloughing off of the building. Like, and I mean, pe- literally peeling away. And so I thought, oh, that's, that seems like a problem. You know, I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to get a call about that. Sure enough, within, I swear to, do you remember, do you remember this happened? Do you remember seeing yes. it? And then do you remember like the next day, I like, see it. That's how quick it happened. That's exactly my point with this. That's how quick it happened. So, like, within a matter of a day or two, the whole thing was almost ready to collapse and then they they kind of because of life safety it's a public building especially the porch people could just walk onto it like anybody could off of the street there's no fences or anything the the uh the landlord hired a construction crew and they they took it away right and then she calls us uh, um and says i would you know i need you i need an architect obviously oh okay plus we got to go through storks oh okay and we've done that a couple times in denver but we've i've never had to present in front of this commission uh, this board. Alex has done something similar where he did it in front of the zoning commission for our project. So I thought, ah, it'll be it'll be close to the same maybe. You know, you'll get some questions. 
all that other stuff. And then I thought even further, man, this is going to be a layup. Well, a layup, Al. You know why it's going to be a layup? I, I know why. Because you assumed you'd be as charming and aw shucks adorable <laughs> as me. <laughs> That's what Al does. Al plays the aw shucks. I'm just a... I'm just a, a country architect. <laughs> I'm just a down home country and he, architect. And he actually is because where he, well, I mean, we both live like not in big. I live outside of the city, so I actually live in the country. Al lives in like Firestone, which is it is. There's country people. No, I no, live Al lives in country peopleville. It's yeah. it's great. American flags all over the place, up and down the street, yeah. big trucks, boats, etc. Anyway, uh, but Al plays the country bumpkin, and yep. Lance play Lance plays. I don't know, just slick talking, slick Willie Lance or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, went to the went to the board went went to this meeting and I had my little flash drive ready. I had about seven slides together and I thought this is going to be a knockout punch because we're not trying to do anything different. In fact, we are just trying to exactly replicate what was there before. Huh. And not only that, hey, Lance Cycle, Longmont Architect, biggest firm in town, award winning. Uh, here's our firm. By the way, here's where our firm is located. Oh, we're right next door to the other place. Obviously, we want this. We want it to be restored to what it is before because people love the architecture, and and we love Longmont. So I showed them before. I showed them. I showed them before it sloughed off. I showed it during demolition and then after demolition. And then I showed them what what our proposal was. And I'm telling you, Al, it is. I don't even think you've seen the drawings. It's exactly. It's exactly the same porch. We're literally doing the exact same porch. So I finish presenting, and the first question I get is, so why aren't you guys reusing all the columns? And I go, they're unsalvageable. They're structurally unsalvageable. And what I couldn't remember was, so let me describe this yeah, for you. So there they, was they one, two, three, four, five. There was four, eight, there was eight columns total. And, and two of them were basically pilasters. So a pilaster, if anybody doesn't know, is a, like an engaged column, right? So it's like half out of the wall. It looks like it's protruding out of the wall, right? So um, I said, well, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not structurally compatible. They're, they, they're, it's a life safety issue for you reuse them. I don't, and then the gal goes, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. She goes, actually, and she goes, with all due respect, I don't believe that at all. I believe you can resalvage anything. And I go, well, I'm here to tell you as a licensed architect and with the recommendation of my structural engineer, that is a life safety issue if we reuse those columns again. The thing that I didn't remember, and, and I shouldn't have just been so competitive right away, is I, I should have I I out and talked with um, the landlord who we're working with over there to restore this porch of how many columns were were like what happened to them right like could, yeah, where are they so there's only two left because it ha- because the porch like was collapsing in on itself when they went to go when they went to go sort of take it away from the building to try to not like wreck they tried you know they're trying to be as delicate as possible yeah that the columns just kind of shattered and so there was re- there really were only two left that we could even have right so then they point back to Lori in the crowd and they go well, and and she goes. She kind of raised her hand. She's like, they, "They, they, he's telling the truth. They're, they're like literally broken." Yeah, or whatever. I made the mistake of saying, I, "Well," and what I said is, "I said, don't worry though." I said, "You know, per my last slide, I showed him a detail drawing of the columns. Like I showed him like some just one page of details to kind of reassure them." Yeah. That hey, we have taken our, we've done our due diligence. We actually went and remeasured the existing columns that were kind of put away in storage 
to make sure that we have an exact one-to-one replica. I kept saying this over and over again, exact one-to-one replica. Yeah. And then my mistake was I go, I go, what? I said, we're, you know, what if we make these out of concrete, uh, <laughs> if we make these out of concrete and they're exactly the same and they look the same and they're painted and everything, yep. I go, isn't that acceptable? And they threw out a term for me and that's kind of where I'm going with this is, uh, is sort of, there's a little teaching tool here. They threw out a term to me that I, that I hadn't heard of, you know, maybe once in my life before, maybe you've heard of it. It's called in kind. You ever heard of this? I mean, generally. Generally, right? Generally. Like, I feel like that's a legal term. Like, a legal term. Well, it kind of is because the Secretary of State apparently uses that. But then I went and looked and they don't really. So it's called in kind, in the same way, some with something similar. In the same way, with something similar. Yeah. So, in my world, if we had a column. So these, these old columns were wood, right? Like, yeah. old wood, like. 80, almost 90 years old, almost 90 years old because this building was built in the 30s. Isn't, 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 aren't we doing in kind if I have concrete, concrete columns cast, they're painted exactly the same because it's, it's, it's in the same way, but it's similar. I, so you asked me, I would say no. Concrete is not the same as wood. I think what they were looking for was but doesn't it fit the definition of in kind? That's what I'm getting at. I would say no. Because in, kind, in the same way, in the same way, so with something similar. similar. Yes. So something similar would be, oh, I'm going to use Doug fir instead of spruce. I'm going to, you know, um, in the same kind. Kind is wood, not concrete. Concrete is a different material. It's even cast instead of cut. You know, like I, you, here's, it, here's literally. My, I, I okay, then no. here's my here's my follow up question to you. Yeah. What average Joe is going to be able to walk up to these columns and tell the difference between what they were previously and what they would be now if we cast concrete? Well, they, no one, but exactly. That's not what they're going for. That's not the question because it's not, will the average Joe know the difference of what was there and what wasn't there? It, the, the question is, is this the same thing as before? And I think that's the problem is I think the question should be, can we fool the average Joe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know that's your question, but like this is not the whole the whole nature of the historic committee is no, we have wood instead of concrete, stuff like that. So I, here's my question. Is this where they're going like because they said they wanted it the same but stronger. So the only re- the only oh. thing you could do in my head is like, okay, are you gonna do a wood column that's you know eight, ten inches, whatever, and then put steel through the So that was her suggestion. Okay. That was her suggestion. She goes, she goes. Well, that's why she thought it could be salvaged, yeah, but not if it's shattered. And not if it was shattered, exactly. So, um, so th- th- then they nitpicked a little bit about uh, we 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 were suggesting using fiber cement trim and beadboard, right? Uh, yep. And then because you can get wood grain stuff, and I go, look, our goal with this is to make it so this doesn't happen in a hundred years again. That yeah. maybe it can last for two hundred if we use the right materials. And I, you know, and I made the case that like in Colorado, the the weather is very harsh, especially the sun. It just it completely fries exposed wood. It's not a good idea. They weren't having it. Yeah. So uh, then then I went so far as today to go to nps.gov. So it's national, I uh, don't national preservation. Is that what it is? Nps.gov. I forget what it is. But anyway, if you go to nps.gov and forward slash tps 
forward slash standards. And what it'll give you is the standards for restoration or sorry, reconstruction. And there isn't a single thing in there that actually says it has to be in kind. So don't be like Lance. If you go to do this the first time to do a historical reconstruction, by all means, you know, do what I already did as far as, no, we, we just want to do one-to-one. Make your case that you want to do one-to-one. You aren't trying to do anything different. You know, you do want this historic building to continue in the future for future generations to enjoy it. Yep. But then make sure you go to the website I just gave you, nps.gov, and take a look at um, what the Secretary of State, National Park Service, that's what it is, U.S. Department of the Interior, and the Secretary of State is technically in charge of that. It's so federally, right? And then it's mandated all the way down to the local level. And yep. they, have, they have to follow these in order to be a certified government agency, I think is what they call it, um, or group or something like that, where they can enforce these laws and, and these guidelines. So <clears throat> make sure. And, and then the last thing is just know that whatever material was there before, no matter, no matter what kind of case you try to make, no matter how, what kind of longevity case you try to make, even if it's an energy case, you know, uh, where you're like, well, you know, if we if we use this other material, we could save money on energy. They don't care. They don't care. They want it to go right back to what it used to be to a T. So just do that. And, yeah. and But then make your client aware. We have to do this. I guarantee you. I heard it on Inside the Firm. <laughs> Reputable source. Go, go they to, make all go of our to, mistakes If you don't believe me, go to episode 97. And then if you like that, by all means, listen to the rest mm-hmm. of them. Maybe buy a shirt. Leave us a review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, though. Uh, you could use this episode as, a, as, a, as something to convince your clients if they really didn't believe you. And I, and I would be, I would be hilarious if you guys did. But trust me. Uh, so then right after this, I called um, a designer that we work with in Denver who we've been doing some landmark stuff down there. And same thing. She goes, that's my lesson, too, is we tried to do aluminum-clad windows on a Victorian to make the case that, like, do we really have to do wood on the outside? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, again, Colorado is really freaking hard on wood. It's really bad. Yeah. And they, they go, nope, we want it exactly like. So just know that you're, you're, you got to prep your client. You're gonna, they're going to have to do that. It's going to cost more money. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cost them more money up front. It's going to cost them more money in the end. There's no way around it. And if you are ever looking at a building to to buy in a historical neighborhood, also prepare yourself for future stuff like that. Because who knows what happens? Hurricane comes through, breaks down the building, got to rebuild part of it. I don't know. Yeah. Pretty crazy, right? Pretty crazy. But good good story. No common sense. Like, I don't know. I just want more common sense. But we're not there. Nope. It's all out the window now. This is crazy land. 2019. Speaking of 2019, (laughs) F9 improvement game. Strong. strong. Constantly. Really? Are, Are we? I don't know yet. I actually have to do the work <laughs> okay. to improve it. What are, what are you doing to improve it? So I wonder if, I, literally, what you think about these two things. And some people might have already done it, so it might seem second nature to them, but it seems fundamental, right? So in our contracts, I think we should add a contract section that has these items listed out. So a little subsection in that section that says client to provide, and then say geotechnical report, property survey, and grading, city forms and fees, right? Just just lay it out there, make it as, as clear as day. The second part is... I love it. I love that, Al. Seriously, that yeah. is... Thank you. What, what, what is ta- what's taking you so long to do this? I don't know. Somebody's going to fire you if they you know, if you wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second subsection there is consultants. So it will say 
who the consultants are, structural engineers. And I want to make it so we can have a little drop down list so we can say like, does not apply. Let's say we don't do it. Like NA, NA, maybe our main guy, maybe our main two guys, or, or say client will provide. So the client knows it's on their plate. Civil engineer, MEP, uh, manuals, you know, like you might say not apply, not apply, not apply. And then it's, then everyone knows from the beginning, like, Hey, get client. We have some missing things that is in your scope that you need to do. You know what I want to add to this? What? And I've been meaning to do this and I'm going to do it. I'm pro- I'm promising myself and you and everybody else that I'm going to do this on the next proposal that I send off. I'm going to do a screen capture and I'm going to walk them through because some clients we don't meet face to face. Like I like it's probably more me than you because I'm doing a lot of the web marketing, right? Or yeah, yeah, web, yeah, yeah, yeah. taking in the web inquiries. But I think it would be even even good for people you have met because, you know, we walk through our, our proposal template with them on site. It's, there's already a lot of information spit at them at that time. We don't leave them with the proposal template so they don't have anything to look back through. So when you go to resend the proposal, my idea is there's a video with it that says, here's how to understand our proposal. Yeah. And they can just walk through it again and kind of look at it. I think it'd be an extra touch. Yep. Yeah. Because then you could say like, if you see NA or, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I thought about it. Yep. Nice. Uh, next, next F9 improvement game strong. What did curiosity do? Killed the cat. Wrong. Oh, it improved the cat. <laughs> curiosity improved the cat. So I have every Monday I meet with my guy. If he survives his eight lives, right? And he's not, yeah, once yeah, he's on yeah. his na- ninth life. He's improved. Yep. He or she. So I have a little uh, Google Docs spreadsheet that has everyone's name that I have projects with, their project, and like a little note what what to do on their project. And you know what? I'll even show you, Lance. It's kind of messy. It's, it's kind of like, eh. Good, good, good attempt, Al. Good attempt. At least you know every project that every person is doing at. You have notes, right? It's more than what Lance is doing because Lance will just come in um, in the morning's usually and just check in yeah just checking in on you just just checking in on you but then i don't know why but i was starting a new spreadsheet and it said oh from template so i'm like oh i'm a curious cat oh al the curious cat <laughs> let's just look at what a template is and then i found this one lance look at this i'm gonna change the colors right project tracking put, yeah. template yeah so i'm gonna put a person's name I'm going to move the project to what it's called. I'm going to put in status on hold or, or whatever, if it's a high priority or not, when it starts, how long, what the, the description of the task. Yep. I'm uh, listening. Yep. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Are you going to do this? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to do it this weekend. <laughs> okay, you do it. But <laughs> For my projects. <laughs> but w- w- what's key, like I might reduce some of it to just, okay, the name, what's the next deliverable? right? Mm-hmm. And when is it delivered by? And I do want to do the total cost and the total hours. And I want them to put in like, so that they can see that. And then, so this will have one person, a second person, a third person. And the only other one I might keep too is like, who's assisting them. So let's just say it's, you know, guy A, but you know, guy B is always helping him. Yeah. You know? It's interesting. You'll have to let us know how that goes. Yeah. You are not, I'm not doing it. Not impressed. Oh, I'm very impressed. I just, I'm like, I don't know. It's just another layer of accounting and like I'm already pulled at the seams. So it's good. Yeah. But I appreciate it. I, seriously, I think it'll be cool. Like, I, I don't know how not to let things fall through the cracks. I get it. Yeah. I It's all in my head. That's where I, that's my spreadsheet. You know? Yeah. So 
I'm with you, bro. Yep. You're, you've always been more of a list person. That's totally cool. I am a list man. That's totally they cool. They call me a list yep, man. Yep. I'm not trying to degrade your idea. It's time for Nick. Our buddy Nick with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you had a great week this week. A reading. What kind of architect are you? It is never a question that architects ask each other. Knowing, perhaps, that is not something they wish to ask themselves. Of all our professions, everyone fractured to meet the demands of a fractured world. Architecture is the most beholden to an ideal of unity. To a sense of its own special, indivisible purpose. In a field that counts its history and centuries, it was not so long ago seven or eight decades, when an architect could yet be the master of the whole. Space and systems, materials and engineering, poetry and use. When a critic might occasionally satisfy the urge to capitalize the leading A without ridicule. When Frank Lloyd Wright could bandy the idea of architecture as modern art, and it might still ring true. The fracturing is more keenly felt than it might be in medicine or law. All architects, in their place, when it is broken, you dream a fix. You make it work. Make it real. Every day, as a child, the future architect may solve or critique a thousand problems of form and function and have nothing to do with buildings. It is a birthright, coded in the soul of the profession. Vitruvius, applying his mandates equally to sculpture and villas and streets. Teachers at the Bauhaus, suggesting that their system could guide the design of everything from a city to a spoon. The habits of thought that lead to good design, smart design, independent of style, must be scalable. It is true. Philip Noble from Shop Out of Practice Al once again, happy birthday. I hope you got to spend the day hunting woodpeckers for sport. Did I ever tell you I hate woodpeckers? Toodles! Guess what? If he had an insulated concrete form house, he wouldn't hate woodpeckers. He couldn't, couldn't hear them. They're not after his house. <laughs> All that. Thank you for the birthday wishes. I don't know about that. Wouldn't they peck through the... Wouldn't they get through the... the wouldn't they screw up the insulation? And then get what to concrete? They can sense what's underneath. They don't want to hit the concrete. They're not getting after concrete. Wow, sounds like you really know woodpeckers. <laughs> I, 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 I was thinking I, I hunt th- them down. <laughs> Apparently, I was thinking that you uh, Nick doesn't like woodpeckers because of uh, he's he does a lot of historical work and he knows he knows he knows that they're gonna ask for wood. Got to do wood no matter what. Ah, well, we want we want it to be durable. Well, what do you guys think about this material? Not wood. Yep, just wood. Just would. 
I could see. So, uh, sorry, I, I got my uh, Twitter up, and it has this nice brick house, right? Mm-hmm. It, you could see this being historical. And let's say this breaks, right? The arch breaks, the brick crumbles. They go, yeah, rebuild it, you know, like kind. Lance, like, concrete is like brick? Yeah. I'll do concrete. What if it's stamped brick? What if it's stamped concrete that looks like brick? (laughs) (laughs) Made by insulated concrete forms. The average Joe will not know. (laughs) Aren't we here to fool the average Joes? Uh, Apparently not. Habits of thought. That's the kind of, that's the phrase that stuck out to me there. Uh, Do you have any just, what, do you have a habit of thought that helps you, you know, go from A to B or or get things done? Yes. What is that? Uh, Detach and have some perspective. Detach whatever it is. So from a design standpoint, I'm looking at a facade in in theory. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't like it. Why don't I like it? And I don't go to the tactical move this, move that. Is, oh, is it a horizontal thing and I'm interrupting it with a vertical or do I need to? Do I want the vertical? It needs to be more open. Like I'm going concept level. And then once I get, oh, the concept level is that it's too boxed in. Now I can go to a tactical level, right? So always have perspective. And the other one, so I'm getting really better at it in architecture where I can see concepts and explain things in concepts. And that's why I don't have to tell my guys what to do. I go, here's the concept. Here's where this is failing. It's not working because of this principle. Now they can go off and try a million different tactics to, to meet that. But personnel with dealing with people, I need to do that too. Like, because it's too angry. It's too easy to get angry at people. Oh, especially now. Yeah. And you need to back up. You need to have some perspective and go, okay, where are they coming from? What are they doing? And then you still might not agree with them, but now you can say, okay, they have this line of thought and I could curve or make them understand my line of thought or not get as angry and just because you can't control other people. So if you can't control other people and you're going to get mad about it all the time, you're just hurting yourself. Right. Um, so that's, a habit of thought. You, you have I one? just have a habit that has been pretty that has been uh, very effective for me lately, and that is um, I, I try to just get through my email email box every single day. I try to get rid of all the stars. So if I can get through all the stars, then then I'm having a good day and I can sleep well at night. Some some days I don't get through all of them, but that is the goal. Like if it takes me all the way up until five thirty or six, and you know that sort of thing. But it, the idea is like I'm gonna get through all the stars today. I'm just yep. gonna get through all the stars. Star, star the important and and by all, and the other thing is like I'm not starring every email message. There's there's only important ones. I'm just marking like this is important. This is important, and I will yeah. get to you when I can get to you. But within that day or the next day, nice. get rid of the stars. Nice. That's been helpful. What do we got next, Al? Should we bring in the boys for ARE Jeopardy? Let's bring them in. Alrighty, here we are. Number, question number one. You are designing the reconstruction of a collapsed covered porch on a historical building. Most of the columns of the porch during the demolition have become unsalvageable, unsalvageable for reuse. What should you do with the columns in anticipation of the presentation that you have to give to the historical committee? A. Discard the columns as they are trash. B. Keep as many of the columns as you can and design the new columns for replacement using the measurements taken from them. C. Keep as many of the columns as you can and design the new columns for replacement using the measurements taken from them. And also clearly demonstrate to the historical committee 
that the ones that are discarded were unsalvageable by photographic evidence. Or D, keep as many of the columns as you can and design the new columns for replacement using the measurements taken from them and also clearly demonstrate to the historical committee that the ones that are discarded were unsalvageable by photographic evidence and make sure to specify that all of the new columns are to be recreated using the same material as they were originally created, even though that material uh, might be inferior to a modern material. If you guys miss <laughs> this one, I feel like you're missing a really le- you're missing a lesson here. All right, D D D D D D is correct. <laughs> Didn't even have to ask him. That is correct. Question two. <laughs> two. What does in kind mean? As it pertains to historical reconstruction, A, being kind to the existing structure, B, in the same way with something similar, C, of payment in goods or services as opposed to money, D, there is no pertinent definition of in-kind as it pertains to historical reconstruction. B. 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 Oh. Sorry. He wasn't ready. Third guy wasn't ready. You want me to repeat it? The whole thing? Okay. The question was, what does in kind mean as right. it pertains to history? Yep, the correct, the correct answer is B. Oh, look at that. All right. Al Gore is going to have to trick these guys up, get and a couple it, of them. These are real. So there are historical questions that you guys have to do on the test. So this is it's half facetious, half real. Yep. According to IRC figure 804.3.1.3, that they, they have a lot of points. Yep. Um, what is the mim- minimum overlap when connecting C-shaped ceiling joists? A, 2 inches. B, 3 inches. C, 4 inches. D, 6 inches. There's a reason C- B. Shape, C-shaped ceiling joists. Interesting. Yep. Metal. A, 2 inches. B, 3 inches. C, 4 inches. D, six inches. What do we got, boys? D, C, B, and C. Correct answer? B. We got one. So it's so it's three inches. And this guy is on yep. fire. Uh, okay. I'll tell you. I'll t- <laughs> number four. According to IRC, R807.1 attic access, the minimum size opening is A, 20 inches by 30 inches. B, 22 inches by 30 inches. C, 24 by 32 inches. D, 26 by 36 inches. Do-do-do. Do-do-do. B, B, B. B, you are all correct. So Jason wins by getting that one. I'm so glad that I, that I got that. The reason why I said both of these questions was the IRC has so much information and these were from graphical uh you know images showing that everyone needs to peruse it and see what's in there because i think you'll find something where you're either detailing it wrong or could detail it clearly or answer a question in the future so that's why i asked number three not because you have to know the exact amount but to know that stuff like that is in there there you have it ladies and gents there you have it all right that's it that's all we got so if you enjoy what we're doing here, go to Revit, rocketship.com, learn yourself some Revit, uh, money-back guarantee. It gives you the tips, tricks, tutorials, files, templates that you need to learn Revit. Um, we strongly encourage if you want to learn Revit to go do that. And then also go to amazon.com, 
get the creativity code. We just got a review on Amazon.com. I actually have to send them the the, the PDF, so I'm going to go write that down even though um, they bought the book too. So creativity code on Amazon. That's all I have. That's all you got. What do I got? I got follow us on, on Facebook and join the Inside the Firm closed group. Please, last thing would be if you have a favorite episode, maybe it's this episode because maybe you have to once again convince that client that you're going to have to do all kinds of awesome stuff with the historical review committee. Maybe tell them, hey, listen to episode 97 and then all the rest of them as well. So share this with other people. Um, They don't even have to be architects. They could just be small business owners or people who are looking to make the dip into uh, entrepreneurialism um, because that's what we're trying to do here is is spread that and uh, spread the wealth. So we'll see you next week. 